0: Jalen Tyson is once again being recruited by Texas Tech and Joy McGuire will have an experienced defense in his first year at Texas Tech. All this and more coming up on today's Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
0: team every day. Welcome to Locked On Texas Tech, a member of the Locked On Network. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Ryan Mainville. I cover Texas Tech for the Dallas Morning News. Excited to be back. Spent a couple of days off. I was on a trip with the college group from my church. Um, I'm feeling really rejuvenated, really re-energized for the days that lie ahead. And I just got to take a second real quick to just give a huge thank you to Emory for holding it down. The man produced almost an hour of solo content, y'all. That is not an easy thing to do. So a huge, huge shout out to him. Really appreciate all the work he does. Emory is a longtime Texas Tech analyst and writer. It is Monday, January 3rd. So before anything else, got to give a huge happy birthday shout out to my mom. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. You're the best. Thanks for all you do for me. And all your support, you have made this happen, and I love you dearly. Today, on our episode, we're going to be breaking down Jalen Tyson might be heading back to Lubbock. There are a couple of key seniors returning to the Texas Tech defense, and I'm going to give my takeaways on the Liberty Bowl since I was absent from the immediate preview. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TVs, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. So the Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech, man, they made us both look like fools. I actually did not get to watch the game in full until Sunday afternoon. I watched bits and pieces of it on the 28th, but was just kind of running everywhere. That was a travel day for me. It was a little, a little hard to catch the game in full. But when I sat down and watched it all today, man, I was just, I was mind blown that Texas Tech was able to win the game in the fashion that they did. Obviously, the Red Raiders won 34-7, to an absolute slapping of Mississippi State. They made them look silly. Probably the most impressive thing that Texas Tech was able to do in this game, in my eyes, was how well they ran the football. I mean, we talked about it on, on this preview extensively. Mississippi State's defense is so good against the run. Texas Tech is going to have to find a way to win in the passing game. They've got to try and establish some side of a, of a run offense, but really they're going to have not a ton of luck because this Mississippi State defense is really good at preventing the run. And what does Texas Tech do? They go and they run the ball all over Mississippi State. Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson both had very, very good games. On the defensive side of the ball, man, Will Rogers was just clueless in this game. Texas Tech's defense did a great job at keeping him off balance Tyree Wilson with the game of his year really puts a good cap on what's been a very solid season in my eyes for him. So a big, big win for Texas Tech. I mean, I was very, very uh, low on the idea and the possibility of Texas Tech winning this game. I thought there were a few things that the Red Raiders could have done to kind of put the fortune in their favor. But man, for them to win 34 to 7 was not what I was expecting. Yeah,
1: and I think, for me at least, and I mentioned this a little bit on Wednesday's episode, the ability for Tech to physically impose themselves really made the difference in the game. We saw on both lines, on the offensive side, like you mentioned, the run game was incredible. Brooks and Thompson combined for over 150 yards in the first quarter, which really set the tone for the rest of the game, and like you said, it was unexpected. I think it it gives you something something to really look ahead towards in terms of just being able to use both of those guys fully healthy and have an extremely well, well-balanced run game. Because, to be honest, in the first 10 to 12 games of the season, all the way throughout the regular season, we didn't have a game where both of them were fully healthy. Because Thompson missed the early part of the season with dealing with a nagging shoulder injury, I believe. And then Brooks had a leg fracture that kept him out for about a month. And then he came back and Thompson was banged up again. So having those two fully healthy, for me, that was the biggest takeaway, is just how potent they were on the ground and on the defensive side of things. Tech really just wanted the line. I mean, the run game for Mississippi State wasn't used often, and when it was, it wasn't really all that effective. And then they were able to get a good amount of pressure on Will Rogers, which proved to be absolutely vital and kept him out of rhythm for most of the game. And over time, that wore down the offensive line and made it to where In the fourth quarter, he just had very little time to throw and couldn't be really effective.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it really does bode well for Texas Tech's future, especially when you look at that running back room. As you mentioned, Texas Tech needed the depth that they had this year whenever Thompson was still healing from that shoulder surgery. And then – Taj Brooks obviously had a massive first month of the season, got banged up and was never really the same. But now you're looking at a Texas Tech running back room that's going to be very, very exciting next season. And I'm really looking forward to how it shapes up under Joey McGuire. On the defensive end, man, we're going to talk extensively in our next segment about all the guys that have announced and formalized their returns to Texas Tech next season. But, I mean, just on the surface, like I mentioned, Tyree Wilson – I believe he'll be back next year in Lubbock. I believe he still has eligibility. So he is a guy that I'm really, really excited to just keep watching play football. He is a massive human being and he is very, very difficult to stop once he's on. And so I think Joey McGuire is entering a, a season where he'll have a lot of momentum on his side. And you know, there's a lot that I think gets overstated about chemistry and off-field things in college football but this is really really big for Texas Tech I think the momentum is in their favor they have a good thing going for them right now and I'm just really really excited to see how Maguire continues to build on the momentum throughout this offseason and just continues to capitalize
1: yeah we'll talk about the defensive side next segment but on the offensive side is where I really want to focus on how excited I am because most of the guys that made plays in this game are going to be coming back. Jerome Bradley had a huge 50-yard completion that went to him. He's coming back. We'll probably get a lot of time on the outside. Same thing with J.J. Sparkman, who had an incredible touchdown in this game. Miles Price really came on strong at the end of the season. He'll be back. You have the running backs that we mentioned in Thompson and Brooks, that outstanding game. And then you look at quarterback, and you've got Donovan Smith, and will he end up starting next year? really don't know at this point. Certainly it would look promising. But his game in this game, as well as in earlier parts of the season, obviously against Iowa State, the game is Baylor, really how he played down the stretch has to be op- leave you with some optimism, especially with Zach Kittley coming in. I mean, this offense has so many pieces coming back, and this the bowl game really showed what they could be like if they were playing at full strength and playing to the potential that we know that they have.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, and I think there's a lot that's definitely playing into their favor. And, man, you could just not ask for a better note to end the Sunny Cumbie era on, and to enter the Joey McGuire era on. Coming up next, we are going to break down that group of experienced defenders returning to Texas Tech like we have been hinting towards, but first, a word from our sponsors. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, be sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you're going to want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste even like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And on top of that, there's so many flavors to choose from. There's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We have got to talk about the group of seniors that have announced their return to Texas Tech. We're also going to be talking about a few underclassmen who Joey McGuire has hinted towards them coming back, or they have announced it themselves. It's a very, very stout group, and it's one that should get Texas Tech fans really excited. I think really the headliner of this group is Krishan Merriweather, because he was a guy that if he left, man, Texas Tech's linebacker slot would be pretty, pretty thin next year after they lose a lot of experience with guys like Jeffers and Schooler heading out this year. And so Merriweather returning is really, really big. In addition to that, you got Adrian Fry, Muddy Waters, who I'm really, really excited to see hopefully play a full season of healthy college football. You've got Dadrian Taylor Demerson, also known as the Rabbit, and Reggie Pearson. That is a huge, huge chunk of your secondary, and another guy who will fulfill a very necessary position on your defensive front seven. So, really, really excited to see these guys coming back to Texas Tech. It gives the Red Raiders more experience, um, especially with a new base at the defensive coordinator spot. Continuity is going to be a really big asset for Texas Tech next season. It is difficult. To play good, stout defense in the Big 12, that doesn't mean that there aren't teams that do it. We've seen plenty of them do it before, but whenever you're working with um, just not necessarily five-star talent, you've got to really, really build your chemistry, play into your scheme. And Texas Tech returning these experienced players who know the system, who know what playing Texas Tech football is like, even with a change in staff, I think that Joey McGuire and Tim DeReuter have really really done a good job here to land and retain guys that can play into their system and will give them a much needed voice of leadership on the defense.
1: Yeah, I mean especially in the secondary. You have so many guys that decided to come back. Obviously, Muddy Waters for me is the highlight of this group. You're talking about a guy that only played about four games this year, three really only three with 10 snaps against Texas and he looked really promising early on in the season. Had a good game against Houston. Obviously, the standout was against FIU, where he had to pick six. And he brings so much leadership and snaps in that secondary. He played really the most snaps of anyone at Duke in the three years between 2018 and 2020. So for him to be coming back and showing off his versatility at a, at the safety position, it's incredibly valuable. And then you also get back the guy that basically took his place once he got hurt in Deird- and Deidre Taylor. Demerson, aka the Rabbit. He's another one that really has a lot of talent and potential and versatility in that secondary. Having both of those guys back is going to be really important. Obviously, Reggie Pearson, hard hitting safety, had a really nice play in the Liberty Bowl that has been posted a lot on social media. He'll be someone that's again gonna bring continuity and leadership to that back end. And then like you mentioned, Krishan Merriweather, I think is gonna be an important returnee in this group, in the front seven, in the linebacker group, just because you're losing so much production with Colin Schooler and Rico Jeffers both come, both leaving tech and going on to bigger things that you're going to need some experience in that group just with how much turnover there's going to be in the fact that you've really played with the same group of linebackers for multiple years now. I mean, with the exception of a couple of games, you've had Jeffers, Jeffers, Schooler, and Merriweather playing a majority of the snaps for the last two years. So Having Merriweather still coming back gives you that edge of continuity, and I think it's going to be important. And obviously, you have to mention just his talent. As a run stopper and someone that can read plays well, has a good diagnose, diagnosing ability, it's important to have him back. And I think as a whole, this defense has a lot of returnees that are going to be important.
0: Pearson and Dimmerson are two guys that I think could be really, really good next season. I mean, especially from the rabbit, we saw a lot from him this year that was really exciting. Had a ton of interceptions this year. Was just all over the the field on coverage. And then Pearson obviously had that big hit in the Liberty Bowl at the goal line. But I also just have really, really liked the way that he played, especially early into the season. He really stepped up in the secondary whenever Muddy Waters went down and kind of emerged as one of Texas Tech's better coverage guys. So these are some huge, huge returnees. Um, But we're going to be picky, and we're going to wish for some more. And so I I mentioned Tyree Wilson earlier, who led the team in sacks this year. I think that we just really saw something special from him this season. I think that he could be a guy that could be an all-big 12-caliber player. I mean, he is really, really good. He is fast. He is thinned out a little bit, so he's able to move a little bit quicker. He is strong, and he is big, man. That is a big, big dude, and he is really good at rushing the passer. And so – Just hope that Texas Tech is able to lock in his commitment, have him return to the program. I think he's a guy that Zarnell Fitch would just work wonders with, and I'm really, really excited to see that happening. Another guy on the defensive line that I'm watching is Jalen Hutchings, who is second on the team, and sacks. I think if you can land those two guys, you're returning a lot of your pass rush on your defensive line. And kind of what, what the staff has been showing and saying is that they realize that they need to win in the trenches and they're putting towards effort for that on the offensive line. And now I'm excited to see it come to fruition on the defensive line as well. And I really think that that could happen well with both Hutchings and Tyree Wilson returning to Texas tech next season.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to focus on the linebacker group as the two guys that I'm really intrigued to see what they decide to do. I think Brendan Boyer-Randall and Kosi Eldridge are two guys that haven't announced their decision yet. Both of them could take a fifth year and go come back to Tech. And for me, it's all about the versatility in that group and being able to defend the pass. Well, obviously, like I mentioned, you're losing out on School Colin Schooler and Rico Jeffers and both of those guys are going to be massive losses, but if you can bring back Boyer Randall and Eldridge, those are two guys that have played a fair bit of snaps these last couple of years. And I mean, when you have a complete makeover at the linebacker position, being able to have experience coming back there, and especially two guys that for me were the most versatile in that group in terms of a pass coverage run defense kind of split because Schooler was a really good pass rusher for that position. And Rico Jeffers was a really good run stuffer. Those two and Boyer Rendell and Eldridge were more of the versatile guys. And so having them back is going to do a good amount for your ability to feel comfortable with where your linebackers are at from a pass coverage perspective going forward. And I think it's going to be interesting to see because beyond those guys, obviously Jonathan Garvey could be someone likely going off to the league. But if he doesn't go to the league, it'd be nice to see some more 60 yard kicks and offensively. I mean, for me, it's just important to keep locking in the young receivers. I mean, you have a lot of guys that are redshirt freshmen, sophomore on paper that could stick around with Zach Kelly and have many more opportunities. And I think that just locking those guys in is going to do you wonders for how much you're able to run Kelly's system in year one and be able to spread the ball out.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we saw the trend earlier in the off season where Texas Tech had not lost a player to the transfer portal like for the longest amount of time among any of the FBS teams. But really like what I'm I'm excited about is just to see how this continues to take shape out for the rest of the offseason. You mentioned that receiving core. I think that's a really, really big area that the staff has got to nail down. Like you mentioned, I mean Price, Bradley, Sparkman, Fungi. Like there's a bunch of guys that are really, really important to this receiving core in their future. So excited to see what Joey McGuire and Zach Kitley and Tim DeRoyter will continue to do this offseason as they recruit their players to stay in Lubbock. But as Mark Adams recruits another player to come to Lubbock, it is Jalen Tyson who was previously committed to Texas Tech. We are going to break down the news on him coming up next. Hey, Red Raider fans. This is Ryan with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or, or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50, per, 50 cents gallon Cashback on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free get upside app and use promo code SCORE for to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code score jalen tyson is a guy that was previously committed to texas tech was heavily recruited and early recruited by chris beard and yurik Maligai. he was kind of their guy they got on him early and they reaped the benefits of it whenever they both went to austin and took him with them tyson is a four-star recruit He was a top 50 guy coming out of high school, but averaged less than seven minutes per game this season at Texas, appearing in only eight games. And after he entered the transfer portal, Texas Tech immediately got involved, and he is currently on a visit in Lubbock. So very, very exciting for for Tyson to be back in consideration at Texas Tech. And I know there's a little bit of mixed emotions around him, but I just want to say, man, Texas Tech has got to get this guy. And and if you're a Texas Tech fan, you've got to be on board with that. This guy is a scorer. I've rarely seen guys who can score at all three levels at the high school level the way that Tyson did. Um, I don't get to get out on the recruiting trail a ton and watch a lot of live games, but Tyson played high school basketball in Plano, Texas, which is where I'm from. So I got to catch him in person many times. And he just blew me away with his scoring ability. He is a guy that can make shots. Anywhere on the field gets to the basket really, really easily and can handle the ball. He's got a good, good athleticism and he's a long defender. So I understand the mixed emotions. I understand why it's complicated, but we reiterated this in our episode whenever we broke down Tyson leaving Texas Tech back in April, which is crazy to think about now. But we broke it down. We said, Hey, Chris Beard and Yurick and, and Malagate, they did what exactly good recruiters do. They got on guys early. Those guys came to fruition. Then they turned out to be gems. That's exactly what Chris Beard did for Jalen Tyson. And so, whenever Chris Beard left Lubbock and headed to Austin, Jalen Tyson rewarded their loyalty with his own. The only problem is Chris Beard did not return the favor in Austin. And I was a little confused and. Just curious as to why Tyson was not playing more this season. I know that there were a lot of experienced guys on that team that can score the ball really well. But the fact that he was just struggling to find any consistent minutes, there were plenty of games where Avery Benson played more than him. Brock Cunningham is playing a lot more than him. It was just head-scratching at times. And so you're looking at a guy in Jalen Tyson who would be a huge, huge pickup for Texas Tech. I trust his playability. I trust his shot making, and I think that he's a guy that Texas Tech should absolutely be on. And if you're a Texas Tech fan, I hope you'll come around to it as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, must be real the decision for Tyson to go to Texas, given that Beard was the one that recruited him. Knowledge, I was both of them were really early on to the scene with him. Like you cannot blame him at all for that. And I mean. A lot of Tech fans will be like, oh, he chose to go against us once. Why why should we trust him to be someone that goes on board here? What makes you think that he won't leave so early? But the reality is Jalen Tyson still had a lot of goodwill and connections to Tech, even after he decided to go to Texas. I mean, Jerome Bradley is one of his really good friends. He's on the football team. We just mentioned him in our last two segments. You've got guys like TJ Shannon that are still close with him. So he's had these ties to Tech even while he was on the roster at Texas and so for you for him to not come to Tech I think would be a big miss on our end and especially given all the talent that he has I mean you mentioned his ability to score I think even on the defensive and he has good amounts of flashes his instincts are pretty good and his lateral speed I think is really underrated by a lot of people and so you have all of these things going for you and for me you just have to take you should have to take some of the bad will towards Chris Beard out of it. Like at the end of the day, it's still a really talented player that tech could really use for next year. And I mean, I hope we land him. I think that it's a huge win for tech if he's able to get on board. And I mean, early signs are good. He's on a visit already, which is a pretty quick turnaround considering, considering he was playing in a game just 11 days ago. And I mean, you've still got as good a chance as anyone to to end up getting him just because of the connections he has and some of the past will with this team
0: yeah i mean i'm not sure of any other school that's been able to host him on a visit yet that's not saying that that for sure hasn't happened but if it has it has been kept very quiet everyone knows about the fact that he liked that red raider sports tweet Um, everybody was freaking out about that but Man, I mean, this is a guy who is just such a pure score. Like, I'm just so intrigued by his offensive game. And the really big, important thing about you landing him now would be you've got, what even is it, 10 months to, to develop him and to get him in the weight room and train him and, and let him just get to know this team and build chemistry. That's huge because Tyson is a really, really good basketball player he could definitely use a little bit more strength and a little bit more size. And so I think giving him a few months to acclimate to the program, get to know Mark Adams system and really work on his body would be a great, great investment for him into his future and also to this basketball team. So man, I I'm really, really watching how Texas tech continues to recruit him because if they're able to land him, they not only have landed a guy with pure talent, but they've also put themselves up in a very favorable situation when it comes to time.
1: Yeah, I mean, the ability to land him early and especially early on in the conference season, you basically get to have him working with the team full-time. You can have 10 months' worth of practice before anything counts. You can see where he's at before the offseason and go ahead and get the program lined up and get things set to be able to develop him. There's just so many benefits that come with them joining the table early. And even though we won't be able to play this season, you can still build connections, build chemistry with the guys that are already on board. And especially with the class that Tech has coming in next season from a recruiting standpoint, you're going to need all the chemistry you can get with the guys that are going to be coming back just so you have that established baseline of guys before the recruiting class comes in and before you already have to integrate all of those guys. So having Tyson on board, I mean, He's still got some development, like you mentioned. There's certainly a lot on the offensive end where maybe he could work to be more integrated into, into a role. Maybe that's one of the reasons he didn't play at Texas. I'm still really confused by that, to be completely honest. And it's not the only head-scratching thing that Chris has done this season, but it's probably the most significant and relevant to us. So I can question that all I want, but there's still areas for Tyson to improve. But having him with 10 months to work and 10 months to get used to the team it's gonna be a huge positive if we can land them, and I'm optimistic that that will be the case. And we'll see. Hopefully, enjoys Lubbock on this visit now.
0: Yeah, man, he he is in town for a very very cold week in Lubbock. It is just dumping down snow. Um, so hope that he is bundled up and enjoying his time at the Womble and at the USA and, and getting some good conversations and with Mark Adams. But we will continue to update anything that happens on Tyson's front, as well as any other Texas Tech news. We will be back tomorrow on Tuesday to continue covering the Texas Tech athletic programs. Might start taking a look at Big 12 basketball in that episode, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, follow us on socials to keep in contact with us. You can follow me on Twitter at rMainvilleLBK. You can follow Emory at eRacer41, and you can follow the official Locked On Texas Tech Twitter at TTU. Be sure to subscribe and follow our feeds wherever you listen to podcasts it helps us find you easier and it helps you get access to our episodes first thing in the morning so thank you for continuing to make Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day now be sure to go make your second listen Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling it's free and available on all platforms thanks for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow